are nice and you open the junk drawer and it's stuck you have all the things that you're going to need at some point that you never need and, and a lot of our lives are like that where there's spiritually we're growing in all these areas but there's like this spiritual junk drawer because god's like no i want to clear that thing out i don't want you to have all that i want all i want that drawer too and i believe that right now what god is trying to do in each one of our lives is he wants us to stop compartmentalizing things and he actually wants us to surrender those things junk drawers. We all have one, and while it's great to just throw stuff in there, they can quickly get overwhelmed and chaotic. Today, Pastor Daniel explains that God wants to make you whole by transforming every area of your life. You'll be urged to consider if there are places in your heart and mind where you're not letting God in. You see, He wants you to live in wholeness, so He needs to restore all of you, even the things in your heart's junk drawer. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 as he continues his message, Made Whole. What you need to realize is God has made a way for you to be at peace with God and to have the peace of God through Jesus. That's where it happens. The only way to be at peace with God and to have the supernatural peace of God is to find it in Jesus because God makes peace for us in Jesus. And it's not just about acknowledging Jesus. It's about believing in him, abiding in him, letting Jesus be the source of nourishment for you at all times. Now, if you're here today and you are a follower of Jesus, guess what? The only place your peace is going to be found is in Jesus. As somebody who follows Jesus with you, what I can tell you is that you can believe in Jesus and forget the peace that God has made for us through the cross and forget to allow God's peace to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What I have seen over the last 18 months is the people of God forget that the God of all peace is with them. Because even when you don't agree with what's going on and God's peace guards your heart and your mind, the way that you work for peace is different because you have a supernatural peace. I believe that the people of God should be like the eye in the center of a crazy storm where there's so much turbulence, but there's a place of peace. I believe that our hearts should be refuges for people in the midst of the turbulence of life. But it comes from remembering that God has already made peace. So what would it look like for us to allow the God of peace himself to abide so richly in us that we walk in this supernatural peace, that we can broker in the peace that was bought for us through the death and resurrection of Jesus. You want to be better at your next milestone birthday? Go down deep in the fact that God makes peace for us in Jesus. That never changes. Every day is an invitation into that. Now, notice what it says next. Verse 23, 
1 Thessalonians 5. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. My friends, God sets us apart. That word sanctify is such a powerful idea that the God who makes peace for us in Jesus himself, he wants to sanctify you. He wants to set you apart completely. At every single point, at every single moment of every single one of our lives, there is this reality of what it means to be a follower of Jesus in Christ where we realize that we are not like everybody else. And we don't see that as a point of arrogance. We just realize that God has set us apart. I was thinking about this growing up. I love playing baseball. I always wondered if I would be, when I was really young, I thought I might have a shot at being a professional baseball player. You know, uh, it didn't happen, praise God. You know, I wasn't really that good. I just had delusions of grandeur, you know. But I used to love playing ball. And all my buddies played baseball as well. And I remember, you know, at my house, they had the big five-gallon bucket full of baseballs. Right, And so, like, you know, if we were going to play, we'd bring the whole bucket. You know, you're going to lose the balls around, you know, just the way that it goes. An errant throw, someone just hits the ball and it goes forever, which I always wish was me. It never was. But, you know, so you'd, ha- you'd have the bucket of balls so you'd always play. You know, and we had all, all of our friends would play, so we'd have these pickup games, you know, a baseball. But I remember we went over to my buddy's house, and my buddy wasn't really into playing baseball all that much. And he's like, man, we should play some baseball. And I'm like, yeah, we should play some baseball. So um, he's like, I got some, I think I got some gloves, I got a bat, but we couldn't find a ball anywhere. Couldn't find a ball. He's like, I'm like, man, don't you guys have like a bucket of balls here, the five gallon bucket? You know, he's like, no, no. But he's like, wait, my dad's got a ball. It's in his office. I'm like, oh yeah, let's go check that thing out, man. He's got a ball. And so sure enough, I go, and there's a ball. Everyone goes, oh, because you guys know where this is going. There's a ball that's in this little glass case. And I look at it, it's signed by Mickey Mantle. And he's like, let's just use that ball. I'm like, no, 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 no. He's like, what do you mean it's a ball? I'm like, no, that's signed by Mickey Mantle. Who's Mickey Mantle? I'm like, man, your dad's got a ball signed by Mickey Mantle. You know who Mickey Mantle is? And if you don't know who he is, he's a great baseball player. New York Yankees, baby. You know? And it's like, that ball is not the ball that you take out with your buddies and throw around on the concrete and see if you can do, do a short hop. No, that ball sits in a piece of glass because the signature on it makes it different than every other ball. And my friends, that's a great analogy for what it means to be in Christ. Brothers and sisters, you are set apart. You're not like every other baseball. You're not common. It doesn't mean it's not like, well, who cares, man? Just skip that thing along the ground. No. The God of peace in Jesus has chosen to place his spirit within you and his, and his hand upon you and he's written your name in the book of life and that means you are not like everybody else. And God wants to set us apart so that we realize that we are not like everybody else. Everybody else can be up in arms but we don't have to be because we believe in the God of peace. We realize that the way we steward our lives, we don't, we don't see ourselves as owners of our lives. We realize that we were bought at a price and our lives are not our own. And so we move through the world with a different set of things that we care about. Because you're not like everybody else. And every single day I have to be reminded by my Bible and by the Spirit of God within me that I am set apart for a unique purpose. Because you know what I think goes on in the world in which we live in? Really what our world is trying to tell us is that all of us are there just for whatever the thing is. And I'm here to tell you, no. God's got a plan for you. 
God didn't choose you for no reason, my brother, my sister. God has a purpose in the way he made you and why he made you that way. I know my Bible tells me that because you're God's workmanship and you were created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God prepared beforehand that you would walk in them, that God has a purpose for you. But unless we realize that God has fearfully and wonderfully created us with a unique purpose, we end up letting everything else define for us who we are and the way they want you to define yourself is just your common. You're just a voter. You're just a consumer. You're you're just another person moving through the world. And I'm here to tell you, no, no, no. The God of peace himself wants to sanctify you completely. Paul said it this way to the church in Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 3, verses 12 and 13. He said, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all of his saints. That word sanctify, it literally means to set apart as holy. The word sanctus, in the, in the Latin, literally means to make holy. So if you ever wonder why God has set us apart, he wants us to set ours, to realize that we are set apart to be made holy like Jesus is holy. That word holy, has a, it, it's fallen on bad times because we live in a culture that doesn't think about things as being sacred very much. But when you realize that you haven't just been randomly set apart, but you've been set apart to be made holy, you're other, you're distinct, you're different we realize that what God wants to do is as he sets us apart, we're going to abound more and more in love, self-sacrificial love. And God is going to do a work of restoration by establishing our hearts that we might be blameless in holiness. Do you realize what you're going through right now? Don't make your decisions as somebody who isn't set apart to be holy. When was the last time in making a decision you'd say, what would holiness do in this situation? Like, if if all I wanted was to know that I was set apart, what would I do? How would I do this differently? Brothers and sisters, you want to be better at your next birthday? You're set apart. You're not like everyone else. You know, it's amazing to watch when you read the scriptures how often... The people of God are invited to be different, but really where they struggle, they just want to be like everybody else. Like you remember, God told them, you don't need a king because I'll, be I'll be your king. And he's like, and if you have a king, the king's going to take all the money. He's going to send you to war. He's going to build himself a nice house, you know. And sure enough, they get into the promised land. And what's the very first thing the children of Israel want? A king. Why? They want to be like everybody else. All the other nations had a leader. And sure enough, they ended up with Saul, a lousy king, <laughs> you know? And then they had some good kings like David and Solomon, but they still amassed tremendous amounts of wealth. But God said, you don't need to be like everybody else. We move into the New Testament and we hear things that we should be God's own peculiar people, set apart for the Lord. The current of our culture 
not just our culture today, but every culture is to be like the culture. And God's like, no, no, I want you to be different. Brothers and sisters, what would it look like for us to be different? To be set apart. But he goes on, and I love this. Verse 23 of 1 Thessalonians 5. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's what you really need to learn here. In the midst of all the craziness of life, God wants all of you. Not just a part of you. God wants all of you. Because he says that may God himself set you apart completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a very fascinating idea, this idea of being made whole, because really what God wants is he doesn't want us to compartmentalize our lives. He really wants our lives to be fully integrated where we see our whole selves as set apart. And what God wants to do is he wants to do this work of setting us apart in every department of life. The idea of spirit, soul, and body. The idea of that which is eternal, your spirit, that which is very much you, but immaterial, your soul, your will, your emotions. And then your body, which is your material you, the the skin that you're in. God wants all of it. And he doesn't want all of it for a moment. He wants all of it for the whole time. That your whole spirit, soul, and body may be preserved blameless until Jesus comes back. So what this is about now is this is about a fully integrated way of living where every part of you is now set apart by the Lord. And what I think is so powerful about walking with Jesus is that no matter how long you walk with Jesus, there's other things that he's doing. You never reach the destination. It's like climbing a mountain that the the peaks are in the clouds and every time you get to what you thought was the peak, you realize there's another peak. And what happens oftentimes is that in the beginning, when you first start walking with Jesus, the the sins of the body have been, are the struggle. You're, You're getting rid of addictions. You're getting rid of bad habits, all these things, right? And, and all that work happens. And then once that stuff starts getting cleaned up, then all of a sudden there's all the stinking thinking, as I like to call it. All the weird things that we think, or the weird emotions. Do you ever catch yourself having feelings that you're, when you really think about it, you're like, that's nuts that I think that way. Like, why, why, why do I think that way? Why do I feel that? Right? But what it is, is as we allow the Lord to set us apart completely, he doesn't just want some of us, he wants all of us. Like, we have a tendency to think today, people think, oh, God just wants my spirit. What I do in this life doesn't matter. It totally matters. Because God wants all of you. And isn't it true that right now in each one of our lives, the step of faith is to trust God to do a work of restoration, revival, and transformation in areas of our life that are well-worn. Maybe God's saying, listen, I don't, I don't want you to be fearful anymore. But you're so used to being fearful, right? Maybe God's saying, look, I want you, you need to forgive. But you've been harboring that unforgiveness for so long. Maybe you're the kind of person who when you Get to the, you're super calm, but it's all building up on the inside. And then all of a sudden, it hits the flashpoint. 
right? And all of a sudden, it's an explosion. And you know deep in your heart, you like the fact that you're measured until you're not anymore. And you're like, but Lord, well, how do I do it? Well, we need to start dealing with the things so that we, it doesn't hit the flashpoint, right? Whatever the thing is for you, God wants all of you. And we've all tried to keep things for ourselves, right? Like, Jesus, I gave you the deed of my, of, my, of my life. I gave you my life, but that closet, it's mine. It's like the junk drawer, right? Everyone's got a junk drawer. It's like, you know, you want everything to be nice. All the drawers are nice, and you open the junk drawer, and it's stuck. You have all the things that you're going to need at some point that you never need. And, and a lot of our lives are like that, where there's spiritually, we're growing in all these areas, but there's like this spiritual junk drawer. Because God's like, no, I want to clear that thing out. I don't want you to have all that. I want, all, I want that drawer too. And I believe that right now what God is trying to do in each one of our lives is he wants us to stop compartmentalizing things and he actually wants us to surrender those things. Because he wants all of us. And he wants all of us for the whole time. So if you want to be better at your next birthday, that next milestone birthday, what does it look like for you to give Jesus all of you? Not hold anything back. The finances, they're his. The relationships, they're his. The fears of the future, they're his. The angst about whatever your angsty thing is, we all have them, that's, we're going to give that to the Lord. We let him do all of it. The Apostle Paul said it this way, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7 to 9. So that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. I love this because he's saying, listen, you're eagerly waiting for the return of Jesus. And and my friends, listen, don't ever forget the fact Don't ever forget the fact that because Jesus was resurrected and ascended into heaven, his return is soon. We have to begin to be reminded that the return of Jesus is sooner than it's ever been. Now, I realize some of you might be skeptical. You know, maybe you're here at Crossroads because the way to the brunch with the family is through church today and it's not really your gig. And you're like, man, I can't believe Christians believe that Jesus is going to come back. I mean, come on. I mean, we're past that kind of that mythology. I, I say that because I was one of those people back in the day. I'm like, man, I'm decently intelligent. No guy from 2,000 years ago is coming back. And if that's you, I just want to say one thing to you. If the resurrection is real, then the return of Jesus is completely on the table because he's alive. Yes. You just have to remember that. Like, if Jesus truly is alive today because he was resurrected from the grave, then the return of Jesus is not out of the question. From a logic standpoint, because I know some of you, you fancy yourself being logical. I used to do that too in these matters. Not that I want to be illogical, but if Jesus walked out of the grave, then him coming back is, that's nothing. So the fact that Christians believe that he's coming back should not be shocking to you. And, and don't miss the fact, and we're going to get to this, give you a sneak peek. We'll start studying the book of Revelation together. Because... Thousands of years ago, God gave the Apostle John a vision of things that were completely impossible thousands of years ago that are completely 
reality that we're all living today. Like they talk about like these things where the whole world's gonna know it. And back in the day, like, man, I didn't even know what was going on the next town over. Just imagine before there was planes, trains, and automobiles, let alone cell phones, telephones, televisions. You know, like I was talking to someone about the, you know, the electoral college. I'm like, you guys, you need to do the electoral college because when you have a, you know, an election across all these, how does people know who won? It's like by the time an election happened, you have to get somebody on a horseback to drive a long way to me, and then you've got all that information back to one central location. They're like, I never thought about that. I'm like, yeah, because today you put your thing in, it gets tallied, right? I'm like, so try and imagine thousands of years ago trying to fathom a day and age like today. Amazing. And I'm gonna tell you, Jesus is coming back, my friends. And Jesus doesn't want all of you just for today. He wants all of you for all of time. That's his goal. Now, I have one more thing to share with you today. One, to make sure that we allow ourselves to be better by the next birthday, the next milestone. Look at verse 24, 1 Thessalonians 5. It ends with a beautiful promise where it says, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. My friends, God is faithful. And if you ever wonder if God is really faithful, just think about the cross and the empty tomb, the resurrection of Jesus. God is faithful. And really what that means is that in our journeys of life, as we go through all the different things that we go through, God is going to prove himself to be reliable and trustworthy in the journey. And God does not say he wants to do things that he's not planning on doing or accomplishing. It reminds me of Philippians chapter one, verse six, where the apostle Paul tells the church in Philippi, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So what's beautiful is this whole idea of God making peace through Jesus, God setting us apart, God wanting all of us. The key that's going to make sure that these things are properly accomplished is the fact that God is faithful. And I realize that right now, given the circumstances that you find yourself in, the big fear is that God isn't going to be faithful in it. Right? If I don't work this out, is God going to fulfill his promises in me? Is the same reason why Abraham ended up with Ishmael through Hagar? Because God's promise, like, man, God needs a little help right now. My help. You ever feel like that sometimes? I do. I know it's crazy. And I think, man, listen, God needs my help to get this thing done. If I don't do this, it will never happen. It's like, no. Pastor Daniel closed out today's message by reminding you that God is faithful. You can count on him as you walk through the spectrum of your life's experiences. Over and over, he'll prove that he's reliable and trustworthy. You can trust in his promises, in his love, and in the hope that you have in him. Pastor Daniel urged you to let God handle things. Though it can be scary and hard to do, trusting God is always worth it because he's always faithful. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Daniel, and I want to be honest with you for a moment. Life is messy, 
And the hard reality is, if it isn't messy for you now, it will be, and it probably has been in the past. Did you know that you can still thrive in tough times? It's true, but only through the power of Jesus. That's the purpose behind my book, Honestly. I want you to know how to keep living your best life in Jesus, no matter the circumstances. You can find out more about it and get your own copy at JesusIsRealRadio.com. Hey, I wanted to remind you that each day on Facebook, Pastor Daniel shares a simple two-minute message. In this message, Pastor Daniel draws out an important biblical truth that really helps set your day on the right path. So be sure to follow Pastor Daniel Fusco on Facebook and share these two-minute messages with your friends and family. Thanks for joining us as Pastor Daniel wrapped up this series called Made Whole. These messages reminded you that what Jesus did on the cross isn't just meant for Easter, but for every moment of every day. You can have peace with God and experience complete wholeness because Jesus rescued you. Each new day is an opportunity to let him transform you as you keep your eyes on him and follow his lead. That's all the time we have for today's broadcast. On behalf of Pastor Daniel and the entire production team, we invite you to join us again for the next edition of Jesus is Real Radio. 